Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah. That's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff, and just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, welcome everybody to episode two of After Hours with the Rise Guys. I'm Matt Man. He's nine. Hey man, we're back. Episode two. We didn't get canceled after episode one because nobody understood it? what we were talking about. <laughs> Some people did. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, P1 Sean the Bomb knew exactly what we we're talking about. Yes, he did. He knew about astro projections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, we got a lot of messages about the dog from the Jetsons after last week's episode. It was really strange how that all happened. Mm-hmm. How that all worked out? Very unusual. Yeah, uh, I'll remind you that that is uh, that's our our boss man, Mark Hendricks, with the intro. I won't do that every episode, but after the first episode, a lot of people were like, "Was that really Mark Hendricks? Is that really him? Yeah, that's him. He, I mean, he does stuff like that. He has a, you know what? Back in my day, you had to have a voice to get in the radio. Yeah. What's odd, and I don't know this to be true, but I dare think Mark Hendricks has never smoked a cigarette or a cigar or anything in his life, yet he has that rasp. I don't know that he's ever even had much whiskey to drink, man. And that's yeah. what, usually cigarettes and whiskey. And like, Road sodas yeah, only. Yeah, and cocaine and hard drugs and stuff does that to people, but he just does his, his barley pops. And barley pop. Night. Uh-huh, man. I love it. And we love you for listening to uh, this new show, this new it's not a new concept. No. no it's just a new podcast me. with us. Oh, you got a cough. Into your elbow, thank you. Yeah, well, I had to lean away. Still a pandemic. Uh, yeah, still going on. Lord knows. Yeah, yeah but, it's uh, not a new concept. You're right about that. Not a new concept. It's just, uh, it's it's the morning show uh, with more leniency. Yeah, well, it's just different stuff to talk about. You know, stuff that didn't get to in the morning, stuff that takes longer. Uh, it's just it's a little different, but it isn't a new concept because, well, honestly, people who say, yeah, it's a new concept in anything, they're just, at this point, kind of lying to themselves. Right. Of course. They're lying to you. I will share uh, with you, uh, Jimmy Jack Jackie, and uh, those listening, some of the uh, response to uh, last week's episode, episode okay. one. Okay. Uh, Rusty Shackelford said, loved it. Look forward to more episodes. Uh, I scroll down. I see Rob Cocker. Coker? Mm-hmm. C-O-C-H-E-R. If it was just Coke, it would be uh, no E-R on it. But that, that that's not... What? Co- Look at that. 
Okay, I'm just trying to get back to what you were saying about Remember the Remember the guy name that played didn't... for Clemson? He was a pitcher. He went on to play for the Toronto Blue Jays, and his name was Billy Coke. Yeah. But it was K-O-C-H. Yeah, yeah. But you add an E-R on it, and then it's not Coker. It's Kocher. Or it could be Coker. Rob uh, respond to that. But anyway, Rob Probably K. Coker. Let's call him Rob K. Could be Cocker. Oh, no, it's signed. P1 Irish Rob. There we go. Yeah. It uh, could be. You know how I would pronounce that, given that spelling? It's Cocker. Okay. How did Joe Cocker spell his? Uh, C-O-C-K-E-R. Like the Spaniels. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, anyway, Rob says, uh, can't find After Hours on the Apple Podcast. Do I have to download another app? Great question. Maybe. I don't know your phone. Uh, it will be soon available to, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, and likely Spotify if they want to throw some money on it. Yeah, and Radio.com will always be the home, the flagship of where to find us, both the Rise Guys Morning Show and After Hours with the Rise Guys. Uh, you know, generally speaking, a lot of, of good response to it. Uh, people enjoyed it. Um, yeah, a lot of people who thought it sucked, we just didn't hear from, or they liked it. Yeah. Or, you know, Fat Boy. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he doesn't like because he wasn't on it. He's got a bigger ego and he lets on. You think so? Dude, I'll tell you this. I think that... And this bigger is a, than Rob Kotcher? The, yeah, this is a, <laughs> a, a a shoot from the heart. Oh, wow. I think in the morning, uh, on the morning show, that we might have the two smallest egos in the room, which is the polar opposite of what anybody else would say. How do you think? Because well, I know the other two. Okay, but... <laughs> Yeah, but let me go with the latter first. Okay. You you think that people think those listening P ones and whatnot yeah. that you and I nine have the biggest egos in the room? Yeah, I don't think we do though. I think they have bigger egos than us. Yeah, but why do you think people think we have the biggest egos? Because they are they see our faces on beer cans and stuff. But that was it. Uh, they don't know. I mean, I'm fine with it. On it. I'm, just, okay. I'm not saying it's bad. They think that is just probably the impression. They but get. I don't want to give that impression. Well, it's hard not to. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, but let's just stick with Fatboy exclusively. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be for the best. And I don't want to talk about him behind his back, but he's already at home. Yeah, he is. Um, what what is it you think he's le- he he has a bigger ego than he's letting on? Um, well, it, it, with him, it isn't necessarily like a true ego. It's just that it, it's, hard, it's hard to explain him. It's really hard to explain him. He's an enigma. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that in some cool, like, Jim Morrison, Jeff Hardy kind of way. Yeah, you see the way he, he gets going on some stuff. Like, he thinks that if he had pursued basketball, he would have gotten a Division One scholarship. Oh, yeah. But like he thinks if he had tried, he would have been that good. You know what I mean? That's an ego. Right. It's a hell of an ego. Hmm. I never thought about it that yeah. way. But generally speaking, uh, everyone uh, enjoyed the, the new show. So thank you. And also, uh, while you're listening to this... Uh, or after or whatever you know look you retweet the silliest videos and the dumbest memes ever mm-hmm. retweet this throw it out there or pass it on to somebody who likes podcasts yeah every listen every download means something to us monetarily speaking it really does so we appreciate it if you want to spread the word share the show share after hours with the rise guys we also want you to get in touch with us right uh yes you can uh, email us the rise guys at aol.com or uh, contact us on social media, just like uh, Rob Cochere did. Yeah, we're at the Rise Guys on your Twitter and your Instagram, and we're facebook.com slash riseguys if yeah. you want to find us there. Hit us up there. And if you're just finding us uh, out there in app world or podcast world, uh, we do a regular morning show on 93.3 The Planet in Greenville uh, from 6 to 10 on Mondays. Yep. Um, if you're ever just tuning through and you hear like a hey baby kind of thing, uh, that's my mama. 
She calls me baby. Yeah, she does. What is Moose Nine? Of let me explain that. Moose is a nickname uh, for your mom. For my mom, yeah. What does she call you, son? I guess son. I, hey, son. I don't yeah. really pay attention when people talk much. Hey, babe. It's kind of a problem <laughs> of mine. Oh Lord, I thought I was the only one. No, no. Now, what I did just, you just say? I, I don't pay attention much when when people talk, including my own mother. I'm not very nice as a person. I tell you what, I'm guilty of as a you know what. Son of a bitch. Uh, that I'll ask somebody, hey, what is your name? And I totally don't listen to the answer. Mm-hmm. Or I'll say, hey, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And then they say it, and then I'm off, and I'm thinking of the next question before I'm listening to their answer. Yeah. Well, here's two things I, I don't do. If I ask somebody what their name is, I've gotten deep enough into a conversation to actually care, and then I pay attention. Otherwise, I don't ask. And I never care what they do for a living, usually. Well, the only reason I, I'm saying with that is I typically do because I'm not as selfish prick as yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll I say, talk to you. I just don't care what your name is till I decide I care. Yeah, but I hate talking about radio. Yeah, oh, I do too. I hate talking about the show. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad like if you have questions, you see me out or whatever. Um, that's not all I want to talk about. No, I try like, to. I don't talk to you about pipe fitting. Well, yeah, I will. Like if you, you know, I'll say, hey, what do you do? And that's my spin to ask them a bunch of questions about whatever they do. Yeah. It's kind of my move. I said now people will know. Yeah. I guess I just have, I, I don't know what I talk about with people. I talk to people and we talk about things. Yeah. But I have people I see regularly in my life, or at least I did before the pandemic. I don't know their names. I have no idea what they do. I don't know anything about them, but I've spent a lot of time talking to them about things. They're just known as Dude Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, a number of people, I mean, dozens of people. Yeah. I just don't know their, who they are. I just Look, talk to them. We're not the only ones, surely. There's I enjoy a, their company, but I don't know them. I have to. If, if there's people's names that I really have to remember, I find ways to do it. For instance, my uh, next door neighbor, uh, his name I use. Uh, I reference it with a expletive in a movie called Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Okay. Blank you. Yeah. That's his name. What's up, neighbor Doug? His name's not Blank you. No. His, his, his name's Doug. Yeah. That's the way I remember. It. So in my mind, when I see him. Like, what's his name? Blank you, Doug. Well, you know how I remember my neighbor's name? I'm going to slip up one day and say that, though. You, you might. You might. How do you remember your neighbor's name? Well, well, my neighbor's name is Mr. Haygood. Yeah. So I call him Mr. Haygood. That's the way to remember it. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty wise move. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Well, also, well, man, here's the thing. Mr. Hey, Haygood has the same first name as me. And then there's a guy next door to me. His name, name is Nine Haygood. No, his name is his name is James Haygood. Yeah. And then there's a guy next door to me. Uh, his name is Jimmy. And then there's a guy across the street from me. His name is James. My and then Lord. there's me. There's four of us on the same block. I don't like that. We're right all right. The house is all, I mean, we're right there together. Four houses in a row. Same Good name. Yeah. Edrin James lives on the next street. He does. It's his lake house. We ain't got that kind of money, don't lie. <laughs> uh, that's nice to think about, though. If you spread this podcast around, it could certainly happen. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. What's, what's Edger and James memorabilia going for these days? Not very Is there much. a market? Not very much. You have to be like a big Miami fan, probably. Uh, University of? Yeah, University of. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad. Even with like Andrew Luck, like once Peyton left, like all the value of that team memorabilia wise out the door. I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. That's not a. It's not a weird. I'm just sitting here thinking about my mom now. You know what we should do? Uh, speak of the, the the guy that will remain unnamed because he will sit here and get off being mentioned on this show. Fanboy, yeah, yeah. fanboy. Hey, oh, he loves being talked about. That's again that ego. I should play. I should take that first show episode one where we're talking about the time travel and astral projection and all that, and just put headphones on my mama and let her listen to it. What if she fell asleep? You'd feel so insulted. You know, it's funny you say that. The one of the first. 
masseurs, a masseurs that I went to see to get a massage. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep during it, and I was when I woke. She like you know hey, shook me or whatever. Yeah. Hey, we're done. I sat there and I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, Are you kidding me? Why would that you is apologize? The, she said, That is the ultimate compliment. I yeah. put you at complete relaxation. Yeah. I said, Well, and I am a narcoleptic too. And then you had to pay for the happy ending. You didn't know if you got it or not. Oh, no, I didn't have a clue. She could have <laughs> charged me for it and I wouldn't have known. <laughs> um, but yeah, we put the headphones on on Mary and then get her to uh, answer some questions. That'd be good. See, or ask questions and we could answer them for her and vice versa. See, I'm glad you're like that. I'm not. I don't. I. I I don't like when my mom listens because she'll ask me questions about things we've talked about and I don't care to discuss them with her. I have always, okay, staying on the same road here because some people said we jumped around a lot episode one. Yeah. But I've noticed of all the years, I especially know it on Mother's Day that now uh, FB has his whole, whole situation with his mom. That's not a yeah. whatever. That's different. Uh, Paige's mother has now passed away, but she was alive up until a couple years ago. Now, Jimmy, your your mom is still alive and well, yet she never makes any appearances on the show. No. Is that by? Do you keep her away just so she won't say any embarrassing things like my mom? My mom will do. No, it isn't that. It's just she doesn't get up early or have anything to say, and I'd rather not have her on. She doesn't have anything to say about anything. No, most of our phone conversations are less than thirty seconds long. Yeah. And when and I say my, like I, my mother on the phone, less than thirty seconds per call. Think I, about that. I I would love that. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, I'd love for my mom to be able to text. Yeah. Did you have a good day? Yeah. What'd you do today? Nothing. What are you went gonna, to work? Eight. I'm going to get something to eat right now. I mean, that's just when I talk to her, she's she's either on her way to get something to eat, or she just ate, or she just got up, or she's going to bed, and that's it. Well, that's the mama thing. Yeah. That will if if I'm ready to get off the phone, she'll say. What what you gonna have for dinner tonight? Yeah, and I'm like, uh, I'll, sometimes I don't know. I will just make up an answer just to progress the conversation. I like pork chops. Yeah, oh, I'm you pretty, having pork chops again? I'm pretty sure my mom spends 25 percent of her day getting out of bed, 25 percent of her day going to bed, 25 uh, percent eating, and 25 percent worrying about me for no reason. It's like being on vacation. Yeah, minus the shopping. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. But when I say that when my mom is is on the the Rise Guys Morning Show and that she's embarrassing, it's it's I'm embarrassed by some of the things she says. Not that what she says is embarrassing. Like she might say something funny about me or embarrassing about me or yeah, you know the the now infamous eighth grade photo. Yeah, well, she made that possible. Yeah, and, and you know what? I don't mind when my mom says embarrassing things. Like the time I was on and she mentioned something about jerking off on a cat. Oh, okay. yeah, but like I didn't mind that. It's a funny story. We'll get to on another podcast. It was nothing intentional. Don't worry. It was a purely accidental thing. No, no, no. Yeah, sure. We'll get to that story another yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Well, only if we can do the litter box story along with yeah, it. Yeah, we can do that, too. But, you know, she'll say things that are, that are embarrassing to me because it's like you talk about the ego. Like, it, I don't have one. I really, really don't. Like, I really, really don't. Mm-hmm. But she will kind of chip away at that. Kind of like the old adage. And, I, boy, I want this on my tombstone. Uh, I'm proud of your success. This is what my mom says. I'm proud of your success, but not always what you say or what you do. Yeah. And she's talking about, you know, the things we do on the show, like, you know, the world's biggest or P1 with the biggest breast contest. Yeah. All those different things. Uh, opposite sex. She doesn't like cross-dressing stuff. Yeah. Not into that. Yeah. Yeah. See, my mom was always kind of the, the, the opposite in a way where it was too much empty praise for anything I did. It was whether it was good or not, so mm. it was the same. Like if I if I suck at something, I get the same praise and response from my mom that I would get if I was good at something. 
And you can't do that to a person. My mom would be They'll good. They'll resent you 35 years later over that. That's your exact age. Yeah. My mom would be good in management because she's great at, you know how when you're in trouble with the boss man, he'll call you in and close the door and give you a compliment. Mm-hmm. But then there's the but. Yeah. I always would get the backhanded compliment. Yeah. Like I talked to her a couple weeks ago, and this isn't an attack. I, I, I love my mom. I'll be very sad when she's gone. I, I, I know all that. But every visit ends with pre-corona, obviously, because, you know, church. Uh, when are you going to get back in church? Well, really? Every visit ends with that? I'm not exaggerating. Like, generally speaking, it will come back to that. Like, she sent me a card in the mail, and I know she was just all anxious about all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, but it says, I want, I want to know that when I die that I will see you in heaven. And, and I told her, I didn't write her back. You're like, I don't, I'm not sure that's how this works. I was like, I don't need to, like, exp- like I don't need to vind- vindiv- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vindicate myself to you. Yeah. Is it vindicate? I don't know. Validate. Vindicate. Validate. What are you looking for? That's the one. That's the one. Because, like, she doesn't see church the same way I see church. Like, I believe what I believe. I, 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 I don't necessarily know that I can call myself a Christian anymore because I don't, certain things of that. I, I, I have a lot of faith, and I believe in God and, and the Bible. I believe in the Bible. But I don't believe in having to go to church to get to heaven. I mean, I, you know, I know you have a whole different way of thinking about this, Jimmy. But, like, I was, like, church to me, when I think of church, even as a child, I, like, I, it would be more of a, a negative kind of thing. I think being bored out of my ever-loving mind. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know— Obviously, way, not a can of worms to open now, but, uh, you know, a molestation that went on uh, the day I was baptized yeah. by the person who administered the baptism. Yeah. And then my preacher stole my baseball cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that stuff happens. There's a dirty side to everything. I mean, you know, we're big fans of uh, Righteous Gemstones. And back when that stuff was going on, I mean, it was Jimmy Swaggart era. Yeah. So we, I mean, we've known these things forever. There were back in the day. There was a, a great episode of Miami Vice about a crooked televangelist too. I mean, this has been prevalent, and especially in Southern Baptist circles for fifty years. Oh yeah, yeah. And and you you throw in th- th- this is something that my uh, previous therapist pointed out to me. I never really thought about, but she's my mom was a music director at mm-hmm. her church. Minister, yeah. not a minister of music. Music director. Music director. Yeah. She was also, at one point, the youth director. She was the vacation Bible school director every year, All wore all these different hats. Mm-hmm. My therapist said, you're angry at—you're projecting your anger of, uh, against the church because the church took your mom's attention away from you. No. There may be a little bit to that. That's jumping to the conclusions a little bit, though. You should hear some of the things I said. Oh, okay. But there's also the fact that, A, you know— the other thing I just talked about very minutely, but the the person that you were counting on, and I was I was uh, ten years old. Mm-hmm. I used to sell baseball cards. Yeah, um, yeah, you did. I would go do them at baseball card shows. If you ever went to Greenville Mall and bought baseball cards, you were probably buying them from me or something. I was really in. I was really into them, and uh, actually paid for my first wedding with baseball cards. Yeah, right? you did. You're my biggest cheering. Fan today, thank you. <laughs> You're what I needed when I was younger. I was just saying, yeah, you did. <laughs> but 
my preacher, not an assistant, not a what like the preacher, preacher, not the youth pastor, but the actual head pastor. Started getting into baseball cards, and obviously, being the pastor, my parents would certainly let me just jump in the car and go with him to baseball cards. Well, this is a trusted person, and we would share tables and booths mm-hmm. at these things. Yeah. I got back after one of them baseball card shows, and I was very meticulous with them things. Uh, I was going through, and there were several cards that I could not find. Yeah. And You remember any of the cards individually? 1955 Bowman Eddie Matthews stuck out in my mind. Yeah, okay. Very, not even that value, maybe $30, $40 yeah. or whatever. Probably more then than now. Uh, but it oh, wasn't yeah. there. And my mom says, well, you probably just left it in uh, his car. Mm-hmm. So she calls the preacher. Who would lived in the parsonage right by the church? Yeah, I remember the parsonage. When I grew up in the same years later, when I was coming up in the same neighborhood, it was empty. The parsonage was empty for years, but I know the house. It was empty. Yeah, they for, could have let uh, someone a uh, homeless person. Yeah, they left there. it empty for years, man. Like I mean, my, my, most of my life. So she she calls the preacher and says, uh, "Hey, Matthew's missing some cards. Some of his better ones." You mind going out in your car or check your cards and maybe see if they got mixed in or whatever. The only brick house in the neighborhood. Look at you, fancy preacher man. Red brick, too. Yeah. Uh, he says, well, Mary, hold on. Uh, not even I'll call you back. He said, let me lay the phone down. I'll run out there and look in the car. Yeah. Goes out, no, there's not a single one in the car. I'll go through mine uh, this evening and call you back. Mm-hmm. Several hours later, get a call back. He may have left them at the... Uh, at the uh, I'll tell you, it was at Tabs Flea Market. Oh, okay. I figured it was either Tabs or the Holiday Inn. It used to be off 85 and Augusta Road. Boy, you know. I know where the card shows used to be, yeah. So, uh, Clearing in off Haywood. He calls her back and says, Maybe he must have left them at the flea market, and you know that. They're probably gone by now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm not lying when I said I cried. Yeah. I cried my eyes out. So meanwhile, there. the preacher's been, like, I mean, sitting on this throne of lies and further constructing this web of lies, this web of deceit. Right. Involving a 10-year-old, the son of his music director, and a, a faithful parishioner. Big time. Okay. And had been there for several years. Um, and He's w- a dick. Was a guy that I looked up to. Yeah. So that happened on a Saturday. We go to church on Sunday. Just something wasn't right. Like, just something wasn't right. Several days go by. On Tuesday... My mom says, I'm going to call the preacher back and just ask him one more time if he was going through the cards. And my daddy says, Mary, if he had found them, you know he would have called Uh because he knows how upset Matthew was. Yeah. She calls him. He says, Mary, I'm not trying to – I don't want to paraphrase because he's – I think he's still alive. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, Mary, now I'm not trying to be what mean or or whatever, callous or whatever, but – I know my cards, and I went through, and there, none of Matthews are in there. I know my cards. They're not there. I don't have them. Fast forward to the next day, Wednesday, Wednesday night. We went to church every time the doors were open. Wednesday night, man, usually eat then. <laughs> Eating then. Sometimes church. they'd have a, a, a bring-your-own-dish kind of deal. A fellowship hall. Yeah. Uh, we get there, and one of the deacons comes to mom. Now, my mom's the music director. One of the deacons comes to my mom and says, Mary, I need to tell you something. Oh, no. He wasn't even the head deacon. He was just a regular just deacon. Just regular deacon. He said, Mary, I need to tell you something. She said, what is it? He said, I know for a fact the preacher has Matthew's baseball card. Oh, no. How, now, how, how do you know this? Because he was a trusted friend. 
in the church. Okay. Not that he was a bad guy, but I guess the preacher maybe came to him when things were awry and says, what do I do? Like, even look at that. He's the leader of the church, and he goes down to, and I'm not speaking poorly, but I'm talking about the hierarchy of a, a Southern Baptist church. Yeah, yeah, you have the pastor and you have the deacon. We didn't have an assistant. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pastor. Yeah. He'd even, he goes to him and says, and this is where we, we figured out it was all crap. He says, when May recalled me, I did go through some of those cards and realized that I did have some of Matthew's cards and I lied. Mm-hmm. I want I, I want to I want to fix this now. Yeah, and I'm just going tonight after that was Wednesday tonight after church. I'm gonna give Matthew his cards back. Yeah. So my mom he tells my mom this, and then my mom calls my dad, and my dad he he wasn't there. He had a second job at night. He yeah. says I'm coming over there, and my mom she's like no. Don't come to church oh, and beat Phil, up the preacher. Bill's on the way. He was l- very mad. I bet he was. So uh, my sister was with my dad. I was. It was just my mom and I on Wednesday night. Knowing all this stuff uh, was going to happen, uh, my mom went up and did the first song directing the music and then said, I would right now like to uh, resign as music director of Poe Baptist Church. Oh, man. It's the church I grew up with right up the road, Poe Mill. Right there in the middle of the service, resigned. Right in the middle of the And she was crying her eyes out, and she just looked at me and pointed at the side door, and I stood up and walked out or whatever, and never went back to that church ever again. Yeah. There was a meeting that night after church where they wanted to uh, contact my mom, and, uh, they, and they did. They said, we want you to come back. Uh, because we are going to uh, fire the preacher. Oh, man. Uh, and the preacher was fired, and uh, I was given all my cards except one. Was it Daddy Matthew? No. Oh, okay. uh, I did get that one back. I, I still have that card, and that's I'm holding. Should I get rid of it? Am I holding on to that memory? Maybe. I just look at it, and What's I instantly you? remember that. Yeah. Do you remember which one you didn't get back? Yeah, 64 Tops, uh, Yogi Berra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember, But I know I didn't sell it. It could have been lost. I'm not going to put that blame on him. Yeah, he might. He not wouldn't have that keep one. just one, it right? Not just that one of Yogi Berra. I kept an inventory in a notebook. I knew all every card. When I'd sell one, I'd mark through it. Yeah, I knew exactly what I had. So that's that's. I mean, that's how that. So you still never went back to the church, even if they fired the guy. No, we no we. Uh, see, that's the the other part of the whole weirdness that I have about church is through my childhood with my mom being the music director, even if it wasn't a situation 
they used to say I was called to another church. Yeah, I yeah. I was yeah. called to another. And they, Southern Baptist churches would have these committees that would almost act as parishioners just visiting the church. And they were headhunting for pastors and music directors. They were. They would go. You'd go to a smaller church. Church didn't have as much money, as big a budget as yours, and you'd steal people. Absolutely, it was a free agency's always been a thing in religion, man. Yeah. So she was. Uh, she was. Called. We we visited a, another church for several weeks, but she was then called to uh, go to a church in Greer. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, there was a situation there. It wasn't because of her, but the the church. It was the church uh, split or something. Like it was did. the story I kind of talked about on the show the other day where the guy was going to be a deacon of the church yeah. and was elected deacon, but they realized that he his first wife had died and he remarried, and that broke the covenant of the church. Yeah. yeah. So then my mom and my dad were like, yeah, this is kind of an odd situation here. Church really split right down the middle. Yeah, that'll happen with the Southern Baptists again. They'll split right down the middle. And uh, and then we went to uh, another church. And then, uh, of course, I ultimately, uh, once I turned 18, that was my way to say, I don't have to go every Sunday. Uh, so is that, I mean, is that all why you don't want to, you, you just don't have any interest in going back? Um, I don't want to go back. I mean, it's not my thing. It's not my place. Well, you know, it's it's a combination of Nobody that. Nobody bothers me about it, though. Well, you, you know, I, I don't want to get into it in too much detail because, you know, it's, it's a lot of situations involved. But, I mean, think about it. The day that you're being baptized, and, and when, earlier when I mentioned that, it almost sounded like it was the pastor who did it, but they would have a lady, typically, that was like the one who would have the towels ready for the people when they got out, you know, help them get their clothes. Cause you, the you baptisms, know, yeah. The baptism. And, and this was a lady that uh, after— all, I, all the pastor does is dunk you under. He dunks you. Yeah. <laughs> you get in the dunk booth. He puts you under, and boom, yep. you go up there, and usually see two hands come out to help the person out. That that was this kind of lady. Yeah, and uh, I mean, she she straight up molested me. You know, so you take that on the, the day you're baptized, raised to walk in units of life, you're gonna be molested. Yeah, At first church, time I saw a naked girl was on a church van, man. She didn't. You know, she wasn't naked. No, I know. I was but this was good though. Oh, it's good. But yeah, this made my week, man. This probably made my year. Yeah. When I was about 13, yeah. So if you couple that with the preacher stealing my baseball cards, we later found out that why he his breath always smelled really good. Everybody'd say, Boy, your breath smells really good. He was drinking uh um Schnapps? No, he was drinking uh uh oh good lord, mouthwash. Oh, okay. He was drinking it to get the alcohol equivalent out of it. Oh he was drinking yeah. bottles of scope. Yeah, well, back in the day, where would if you were back, or back in the day if you were a preacher, where would you go to buy booze? Because you couldn't just walk, you couldn't just walk up into the liquor store, and no. neither could your wife because everybody knew y'all knew your car. Yeah, you'd have to go like an hour away to buy liquor if you were a preacher in the South back in the day. Yeah, so you take that because you, all your parishioners would be in the liquor store judging you. They would be. They would be. And they, they would the rumor mill. This yeah. is, I mean, think it's archaic Facebook. The rumor yeah. mill. Well, you know? that's always the thing I thought too is that you're embarrassed to go to the liquor store. Anybody who sees you there only sees you because they're there too. That was the old thing. Everybody knew back in the day. I don't know if it's uh, scientific or not or medically proven, but you had sinus issues. You get a little bit of rock and ride, even rock as a ride. kid. For a cold, man, especially when you get that, that chest congestion, break it right up. My mama wouldn't go get any because she was afraid mm-hmm. that someone from the church would see her vehicle there and start the rumor mill up. And I'd yep. say, Mama, Jesus knows you're there to help me out with my croup. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. So you take that, you take 
possibly the the way that I'm deflecting uh, the way I felt about the attention being on the church uh, by my mom because she was an employee but also wore a lot of hats in the church. Yeah, well, there's always been a lot of hypocrisy in church. I mean, in all churches throughout history because just, you know, the wills of men. Yeah, it's kind of like finding out, you know, as you grow as an adult, you find out, okay, that's not the way that works. Or I remember when I found out the Federal Reserve was not a branch of the government. It was a oh, yeah. private bank or whatever. And uh, you think, okay, you know, whatever. But I remember going to my cousin's church, and we sat in the balcony. They had mm-hmm. a big church. Yeah, balcony church was where it's at. And I'd sit there, and I would watch people go up and just smile so big and hug people. And then the and minute— they walk away. The minute they walked away, frown was back. Yeah. And I was like— you didn't mean what you said to that person just now. Yeah, that's the yeah. I grew up with with the the fake smiling, mainly older Southern ladies fake smiling, and then just judging people. And it's a bad. It's very very toxic environment to be in. Yeah. A lot of times, there's. I'm sure there are some great churches where it really is like a family, but a lot of times they're they're not like that, especially the old school ones. And a a, a lot of people listening right now could possibly say, oh, "Man, I, I hate you feel this way. I got a great look." If it works for you, it's just like anything else. If it works for you, it works for you. Um, you know, the way people say, oh, you pray, I meditate. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of how I, how I look at the thing, just because all these religions basically tell you the same stuff. Kind of got a little bit of the same thing. Just they kind of share that. General message and theme. Do unto others you want to be done. Uh, do unto others as you want, as you would have them do unto you. Lead a life that means you're at peace when you die. Yeah. That's what they all say is they want you to be at peace when you die so that you can leave this plane of existence. Yeah. No regrets and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But you, you throw that in and then you find out, you know, the, the example I was making with the Fed is that you find out, okay, uh, churches also somehow have these rules that they can make where they there can't be tattoo shops within so many feet or miles or whatever, mm-hmm. but yet they don't pay taxes. Oh, yeah, there was a huge deal in Greenville for, oh, man, years back in the 1990s when I was a kid about the Hooters that was across the street from the church. Right. Uh, it was a huge deal. It was in the oh. news every day for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lawsuits back and forth. They're just trying to open up a restaurant here in the old bank, and then the church across the street was mad. I'm talking about big mad. Yeah, but they're not, but, the, you know, they don't pay taxes, and- Look, there's plenty of charities out there that don't do that. But for me, it's hard for you to say, you know, in, in uh, I don't know, Old Testament or New Testament uh, that says uh, you, you, you go by the, the rules of the good book, but also the law of the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law of the land is pay taxes if you're an entity. Yeah. So even if you can say all day, well, all these other people don't do it, all these loopholes, well, you still got to go by what the good book says. That's where it's, it got political, yeah. Yeah, so I just that's where I just didn't care for the church life anymore. But the, the other part of the faith life and all that stuff, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's just, you know, and it's also, you know, and earlier I said every time I see her, she says it. Mm-hmm. I should probably reduce that to maybe one in five. Because well, she's uh, gotten better. It's, it's yeah, it'll it'll stop happening as often. Yeah. But it does make me feel like I know how I feel in my heart. But it almost makes me feel a little guilty because even through all that, she can't see why. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you have, dude, you have better reasons why that, than I can give anybody. I mean, I just have to say, yeah, I'm not really religious. You have valid reasons why you wouldn't want to go. Why it'd be an uncomfortable place for you? Like when I, you ask me why I don't like it, because I went to a Christian school. 
and uh, when when uh, George H. W. Bush was running for re-election and Clinton was running against him, yeah, in 1992, mm-hmm. uh, I was in class and man, I want to say first or second grade at that point. I was a junior in high school. Yeah, I was in first or second grade, and <laughs> the teachers, you know, telling us how how bad Clinton is. She obviously knew some stuff we didn't know then, but we sure know now. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, she. I mean, in this like first or second grade. We're yeah. years away from voting, but they're already trying. They're already trying to indoctrinate you with what they want you to think. This is a private Christian school. Yeah. We're just memorizing Bible verses, and now you're lecturing us about politics in first grade. Like, y'all ain't right. But you went to, because uh, I know the story about how you met Mikey Carvajal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a, a much better church environment. From the band Islander. Yeah. You were close friends with him, and you both went to church a lot. But did anything, do you ever have any kind of, or did you just say, I don't know. No, that was a fun church when I went to that church at Washington Avenue over yeah. there, the home of the, uh, the big Judgment House back in the day. And the, one of the best Christmas cantatas ever. Well, that, we that went was, to that church for their Christmas cantata. That was toned way down by the time I got there oh. in the, the late 90s, but I know it used to be a bigger deal. Oh, it was still good. Ticket. They ran it like a week long. I yeah. mean, it was huge to oh, get tickets. The, the Judgment House thing went for like a month and a half, man. It went every weekend. I was in it a couple times. Well, a bunch of mission trips to places like Miami and the yeah. like audio adrenaline and newsboys concerts <laughs> and stuff back in the day, man. That's just what we did. Yeah, that was a, that was a good church environment where uh, we we'd go out to the, uh, the the family life center, aka the gym, yeah. and you'd eat the, the, <laughs> you'd eat the food on Wednesday evenings. Yeah, it was fun there. Yeah, but that, that see, was the best church experience I ever had because I mean we'd get a bunch of guys together from Sunday school and watch wrestling pay per views and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean you know we, there there was. I enjoyed, I want to come back to that, but I enjoyed singing hymns. Yeah. Like if there's a, a local brewery in town that uh, once a Sunday, I think they do a thing called uh, hymnal, Hymns and Hops. They're good songs. And they go there and it's like, you know, bluegrass uh, kind of gospel and everybody's drinking beer, but they're singing hymns. Like that's fun. That's communal. I think that's kind of, everybody's in a good mood and that's pushing out good vibes. Yeah. I think, you know, it, Some Beach Boys. I'm going to bring this up about church real quick. I don't know how many times I've been to church growing up where uh, not as much anymore. uh, People have gotten better about this. But back when I was a kid, you'd hear a lot of the anti-gay sentiment from the pulpit in church. Right. You just would. And there was a lot of times you're looking at the music director like he should leave if they're saying this about him right now. Why? Why he was? Oh yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. Really? It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't even a secret. He just sits there smiling on uh, up by the pulpit while the preacher's just, you know, railing against his lifestyle and who he is as a person. Oh man. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw that especially at one church I spent some time at as a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they, yeah. There was a fun side of of church. You know, the youth trips and the you know mission hook. trips to Miami Beach and the Florida Keys. Oh yeah. My mom, I told you, man, my mom went on one to Brazil, and she got other church people to pay for it. Yeah, and they're like, all Took right. up a love offering. The people of Rio need Jesus, because every morning when they wake up, they don't see Christ the Redeemer on top of the, the mountain huge, looking down at them. A huge monument. They obviously monument. don't know about this. We have to go tell them. Yeah, it's, well, and that was, you know, so many things. Like, I found out years later that that was ran by a travel agency, Yeah, you know, all over the world. Yeah, it's it, all the crooked things that you find out about, like how crooked church was in the 80s. Well, it's kind of like that sentiment now where not everybody, but a good portion of people maybe don't trust the government in some form. Uh-huh. And it's because there were some bad politicians. There, You know, some people don't trust cops. That's because there were some bad cops. 
a lot of people don't trust trust the church body anymore because there was a lot of bad preachers. A lot of bad preachers, priests. I mean, we can't just limit that, obviously, to, to what we know no. being a Southern Baptist growing up that way. I mean, you know, Catholicism had some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean— A it, lot of awful stuff. But everything does. You know, everything does. Yeah. I just don't— I don't I I don't identify with having to get up because to me it was always a show. Yeah. It was it was always a show. It was and by show I meant by the parishioners. Uh-huh. You know? yeah, Maybe well, that the, pew idea is a bad idea because you there's a, a separation right down the middle, yeah, just like is. Congress. Yeah, sometimes it's separated into thirds. Maybe just have church. Long ass rows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. But it's it's interesting because Church and religion is a very powerful thing and a very positively powerful thing. And it, But there are going to be those evil types, those evil forces, those evil people who are going to use that to try to manipulate people for their own benefit. Yeah. And they've been very successful because, I mean, it's a trusting audience you go in front of. They're predisposed to trust you a little more because of where they are in church. But it's such a powerful force for good that obviously it's going to be manipulated. It's just, man, the people manipulating it bad or for their own good they shouldn't be as successful as they are well yeah they're batting a thousand you you mentioned the the judgment houses you know we, at poe uh my mom once again did the annual haunted house mm-hmm. it, and i've told the story many times it was a very graphic haunted house they had an electric chair uh i got my head cut off my daddy had a guillotine yeah I'm they, they put called it, back it on for you remember what they called it Guillotine. A guillotine. Guillotine back in the day in the South. Yeah, he'd fake cut my head off, and, yeah. you know, I'd chase people out. We had all this blood and gore and, and stuff, but now it's a judgment house. But the message is, we're going to scare you to come to church. Oh, yeah, man. And the dude who played the devil when I went to Washington Avenue, he was great. Oh, he was a great devil. He was evil as hell. That's, I mean, that's not, that's not, I don't think, the, I know it's not the intent, you know? Yeah. and. When I would say things like that back to to my mom, I'd say, "Well, this happened, this happened, this happened." I don't feel that she'd throw the example of the story of Lot, yeah, of how God would throw all these things at him; he had to overcome them. And yep. I'm like, "Well, you know, I don't reckon they're going to put a whole book of the Bible about me in there in the the the, the newer testament." Yeah, I'm well, not a good example of that. Yeah, well, I mean, on the Judgment House thing where they try to scare you. Yeah, when you'd go into the hell scene, man. I mean, they, they, it was really smoky in there, and it was hard to breathe in there. It was stuffy, and it was smoky, and it was hot in there. They kept it warm. They had heat, space heaters running in there yeah. and smoke machines. And it made it so it was, even, I mean, it was even hard to breathe, especially for the older folk and the big fat people like me as a kid at 11. But uh, then, you, <laughs> then you go from there into the heaven scene, right? The devil, I mean, you see All the, the, clouds. the people who— Every judgment house starts with some kind of accident, car accident, plane crash. Something happens where a family dies together, or at least mm-hmm. a few people die together. Yeah. Um, so some of them go to hell, some of them go to heaven. And you go through their journey, through all that uh, backstory, what happened, the accident. And then when they go to hell, then you, the heaven is the end. So you go to hell, and it's this scary light show and smoke and mirrors and magic tricks and devilism and stuff. And you can't breathe. Then you go to heaven. And not only is it cool in there like 65 degrees and it just feels so good i mean they're, they're running air purifiers and stuff so really you're breathing in just 
oh, it feels great. I got like heaven sensing. Yeah, I mean, it's the best air you've had all night because you've been running through the, the musty old Sunday school classes that haven't been opened in years that are turned into the, the, the scenes for the show. And then you go through the hell scene with the smoke machines and the lack of ventilation. So when you get to heaven, the air purifiers and the air conditioning, oh, it is heaven. They were probably burning some pre-pre. It had to be heaven for everybody <laughs> except the girls wearing angel wings hanging from the ceiling for hours. Oh, man. They were like. <laughs> They'd just be hanging there for hours, like dude. like that time when Sting, when they were lowering him to the ground and he got like got hung stuck. up. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. just hanging there. Especially you dress like an angel. You're just hanging there for six hours every night. But some of the podunk judgment houses, though, they would have those. Uh, uh, it, it would be like shiny pieces of fabric cut like uh, triangles. Yeah. With air blowing on where it's like gimmick flames. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's not going to scare me enough to go to church. No, yeah, yeah, I need, yeah. I need heat. I need to feel like I can't breathe and that I'm not going to ever see my grandma. Yep. Oh, and it was massively successful because, you know, I mean, evangelism was huge in the 90s. You know how many people got saved in the 90s? Way more than get saved now. Everybody got saved in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many, I know people got saved six times in the 90s. I got, I, I got baptized twice. Yeah, see? Legit. Yeah. Because a preacher convinced me that— uh, uh, that I had not, uh, not personally, but through the sermon that, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't. Dude, I was four or five years old. Well, baptism day gets them offerings way up, dude. Do you know why I was baptized uh-uh. or the first time? Because I, I, I've... Get I the was, offerings up for the church that the, day? No, the dreams. Oh, I was okay. having this these reoccurring dreams that the devil was chasing me in okay. my dreams. My mom equated that to the devil was coming after me and... And I'm not making fun of my mom. She equated that to there was some kind of evil force coming after me, and I needed to talk to the preacher. After having a one-on-one in a uh, in the preacher's office yeah. conversation with me, yeah. it was decided that I would be baptized on that Sunday. Yeah, that's a strange thing. Just that that whole thing is strange too, because that, that that baptism for that reason seems like more of a Catholic ritual than it does a, a New Testament evangelical Christian thing to do. And you. I mean, New Testament evangelical Christian baptism is I've got saved and I want to be baptized. My it's a cultish. And all that. It's a cultish. But the, 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 your story is more like something you'd hear out of a Catholic church with a priest baptizing a child well, to protect it and bless it from, from evil forces. Well, yeah. And, and the, the, I hate to even say the word, but the molesta- molestation, mm-hmm. that was on the second baptism. Yeah, so okay. I, was, I was older. I didn't want you to think three or four or five-year-old. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. It's just weird that, you know, it's an odd reason to be baptized. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the scare tax, tactics and stuff like that, I believe what I believe, and I believe that, you know, look, I should start reversing it on her. Well, how am I going to know I'm going to see you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe when you get up there, going to say, you <laughs> aggravated your son so bad, well, we're going to push you down. Has she been going during the pandemic? She's been watching. Uh, okay. Yeah, on— uh, Why don't you go over and watch with her? Why don't you shut the hell up? <laughs> I mean, come on, Jimmy. Good Lord. You know, she'd love it if you showed up on Sunday morning to watch church with her. I went on uh, Mother's Day. Uh, to watch church with her? No. Uh, Mother's Day last year. I didn't go this year. I didn't go over there and watch it with You should her. go to church without her, and then she'd really be mad. I should. T- well, that'd be a lie. Yeah. That would, Man, if you lie about going to church, that's like double lying. Plenty of people have done it. Uh, yeah, a lot. Oh, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, is it worse to lie about it or show up drunk from the night before? You know what? I, I, it's sad to say I did, I did that one time. We've all done that. I, I showed up. Uh, I, I wasn't vomiting or whatever, but I was really, really hungover. And I, yeah. I felt like, man, if, if the sky splits open right now and the, the horses of the apocalypse come, uh, I ain't going to heaven. I don't want to hear that trumpet. I'm hungover. 
I, I, this right here felt like therapy to me. This felt therapeutic. Oh, it's great to get in I've here and wanted, just talk about stuff. I, you had a great story to tell there. Well, you did too. I mean, I've often wondered about that as your friend, friend. Like about what? About you know why you felt the way you felt about going to a Christian school, and then of course what you know kind of moved you away from it uh, as a as a teen. Oh yeah, yeah. Just always trying to be steered into a certain direction, man. I'm not look. Now I might be the size of cattle, but I ain't cattle. You ain't gonna hurt Put me. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Good Lord. That reminds me of the, the one that my grandma bought me that time. It was it had a sheep on it. It said, uh, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. Yeah. yeah. And now Dave, Gabriel Glacius has stole my sweatshirt and made a bit out of it. Yeah, yeah, man. I had this shirt from Wings at the Beach one time when I was, this is completely unrelated, but you said the shirt, I got to mention this, uh, from Wings at the Beach when I was a little kid. I'm talking like four or five years old. Yeah. I never could figure out what this shirt meant. It was this giant shirt my mom had got, and uh, it was really soft and comfortable, so I wound up sleeping in it a lot. And I, I spent years of my childhood trying to figure out what this shirt meant. And uh, it had a yield sign on it that said, yield, it's more fun. And I finally figured it out when I was a teenager and didn't have the shirt anymore that it was about having sex. You know, slow down, it's more fun. Oh, God. And then I'm thinking, who the hell's having sex wearing this 5XL t-shirt? <laughs> Lord. I don't want to see the no, man or I, woman. I don't want to imagine this. <laughs> They'd have to tuck it under to get any action I'm going. Telling you. <laughs> well, that's a, that was a fine episode, too. Uh, I look forward to episode three. Jimmy, you? You enjoy it? I'm having fun, man. I want to do more After Hours with the Rise guys. We have more to say than we can do in four hours. Yeah, that's true. And if, if you're listening right now and you're a longtime P1 and you're like, hey, I've always wondered about that, but you never re- really fully uh, fully went in on it, or maybe there's more to that story, uh, as Nine says, he will tell the story of where uh, his mom caught him jerking off. on With the cat thing, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. On to the cat. Well, yeah, yeah. You'll get that story soon because now I feel like I have to. Well, yeah, yeah. And you also agreed that you would talk about her uh, shatting in the uh, litter box. And I will. Okay, fine. I absolutely will. All right, that was episode two of After Hours with the Rise Guys. I'm Matt Mann. I'm nine. We'll catch you back here next Wednesday. Spread the word for us. Let everybody know you enjoy this. Uh, Even if you don't, retweet it, uh, share it, and say, this podcast sucks. Listen to it and see if you don't agree with it. Let them know, man. All right. uh, We'll catch you back here next week for The Rise Guys. For 93.3 The Planet, I'm Matt Man. I'm nine. We already said that, didn't we? Yeah, this is for Radio.com, too. This ain't got nothing to do with The Planet. And Radio.com. Yeah, take that, Planet. Ha! We'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.